Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Well, you get a bonus straight today at 150. Amy Donaldson's in studio with us, and uh, Amy, it's always great to have you uh, back right here, up close and personal. Uh, you've been working on an extraordinary podcast uh, that has resonated in some really powerful ways. Uh, and so I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I just going to kick back and uh, lob a few questions <laughs> your way. Uh, but I want to I want to start with you know, one just having you kind of give us the the backstory of where this began, uh, but then I want to get to a lot of these surprise moments because I know this has been a journey for you yes, uh, as well in telling this story. <laughs> Feels like a marathon at this point. Um, yeah, so there was a shooting, uh, twenty August twenty eighth, nineteen ninety six. Two young people, two eighteen year old kids, were shot up at Little Dell Reservoir. They were on a date, uh, taking pictures of the full moon. Zachary Snar and Yvette Rodier. Zach was killed. Yvette survived. Uh, it turns out a 19-year-old young man shot them, um, and he was sent to prison for the rest of his life. Um, but the reason I, I mean, I, the way I heard about it, you say the way I started, so they were just living their lives and doing yeah. their thing and, and thinking they were done with the media. <laughs> and then I found out from a friend uh, what happens next week in episode seven. <clears throat> um, and I just had to know what happened. Uh, I won't spoil my own the podcast but <laughs> but it's an it's a remarkable story of how we are all connected and how we are the answer to each other's prayers and mm. there's nothing that you do that doesn't have an impact on somebody somewhere you just might not know how it lands and yeah. and I've I've felt this in my career every time you share a story you don't know who needs to hear it yeah. you may think no one cares you might think it's unimportant but but there are people out there who it was just the thing they needed to hear and listen yeah. to so that has certainly been the case with this, but that's sort of the backstory, and it's been almost – it'll be four years in November wow. that we've been kind of – and when I say working on it, I'm counting thinking about it, yeah. okay? <laughs> Which is the most important part of those yeah. kind of projects. Is uh, uh, and, and a lot of times you do. You look at a podcast or you look at a, a program or a segment of radio and, and, and people think, oh, okay, well, that was – yeah, you had to talk for 20 minutes or an hour or whatever. Uh, but it's all the thinking oh, and the yeah. emotional part ahead of that uh, that can often be the the real hard work and, and heavy lifting of those. And so uh, give us some sense, uh, obviously, in telling this kind of story um, and kind of what, what comes next. Uh, you obviously had to convince some other people that this is a story worth telling. Well, you know, it wasn't hard to convince my boss, Cheryl Worsley, and Brian West, who runs KSL.com, who was at the time my boss at Desert News. Yeah. I was a print reporter I think when I heard about this, I was still in sports. I switched to news right after that um, and was working night police. But I 
the story is really compelling. When I told them what I knew, which was kind of the nugget, the, the twist of the story, they all they wanted to know what happened too. How how does someone go about forgiving the person that killed their son? Yeah, like that's really at the heart of this. And then the other the question for the other the survivor Yvette Rodier was. How do you live when somebody does something to your life that's so it completely knocks you off the tracks? Mm. You ha- you don't. It's not like rebuilding because you you're going a different direction now. Yeah. You're there are things in your life that you're going to have that you didn't choose, and what do you do about that? And so, for me, the themes of grief and of resilience and of love and of forgiveness were just things that I was interested in anyway in my life at that moment. Mm-hmm. And then COVID hit, and I thought, oh no, this is like the worst possible time. For this to be working on a podcast like this, because I wanted to bring like love and an open heartedness to it. And mm-hmm. I was covering, as you know, um, every day there was a protest about racial issues or there was a protest about COVID mask mandates right. or whatever. And I was just immersed in contention and, and you know, controversy. And I was sad and, and I was interviewing people who had lost someone in COVID. And what I realized is that like the last two years, we've all lost something. People yeah. have lost businesses. People have lost loved ones. Mm-hmm. They've lost health. They've or they lost their senior season of track. Yeah. Or they lost. And what we, what I loved about the people in the podcast is they make room for each other's grief and their joy and their and just the way they had to live in the wake of this tragedy. Yeah. And I hope that we can be more generous out of this. Like it has taught me to not to not think there's one way to do things or to grieve or to to rebuild or to, Mm. or to bounce back. I mean, I have a terrible time sitting in sadness and it has taught me that's actually really what you're supposed to do. Mm. You're not just supposed to rush through it and go get a, get on to next. Let's just go hiking. We'll feel better if we're tired. (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes that is true. (laughs) It's true. And also like, also be sad. Yeah. Well, and and sometimes in that rush and sometimes in society, I think we do rush to say, okay, it's time to turn the page, time to move on. Uh, and sometimes in that rush, it keeps us a safe distance uh, from actually having the aha moment or having that healing moment or that forgiveness moment. Yes. Or even understanding how someone's grief will enrich your life. Yeah. Like we know how yeah. a joy can, how, you know, oh, they have a new baby. I can't wait to go to their baby, you know, but we don't treat everything in our lives with that same kind mm. of care and and and, and gratitude, right? Yeah. So like I if you make – there are times when my neighbors, and I've been more cognizant of this. COVID has been, the, you know, probably the yeah. biggest thing. But, but working on this podcast, I see these people doing it, right, living it. And yeah. so then I think, oh, I can – it's inspired me to be a better person. But I will sit with somebody who's sick or sad or run an errand for them or and, – and my life feels better, and 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 I I could have said my neighbor's son died with no explanation, eighteen years old, just a heart complication. Um, I don't want to talk to her about. That. I'm like, what do you say? I'm not. And I and you say this to yourself. I don't have anything to I say. say. I yeah. don't have words. I can't do this. But but you can say you love them. Mm-hmm. You can just be there. You can take over soup that you bought at Harmon's because you don't cook. That's a thing. <laughs> it is a thing. <laughs> and and it's it's love. <clears throat> And and I have said over and over the things I've learned from this are really we're we need to be connected. We're pack animals. We need each other. Mm. We need each other in all the celebrations of all the good stuff. We need each other when it's really hard. And we've yeah. been disconnected for a lot of reasons: technology, pandemic, uh, you know, just thinking differently about things and thinking that oh, if we don't talk to each other, then we won't know that it's okay. 
Yeah. It's okay to be different. It's okay to feel differently. Even in this own this one family, every person had a different way to grieve. Yeah. What you don't do yeah. is leave people alone with it. Just say, yeah. I don't know what to say, but I'm here to tell I'm you that I love you. you. Yeah. yeah, I'm just going to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, love that. The podcast is called The Letter. Uh, it is uh, receiving a great acclaim, uh, both for the production, the reporting, the story itself. And and the thing I love most about it is it creates space for all of us to sit with it just a little bit. So yeah. very different from a, from a lot of other podcasts out there uh, that I really appreciate. And, and Amy, it's something that you do uh, in a most extraordinary way. And we appreciate you sharing that. Where can people go listen to the letter. You can go to the letter. Uh, the letterpodcast.com is our website. We do write-ups there, and there's also write-ups at ksl.com, and you can listen there. Also on the KSL app or anywhere you listen to podcasts. All right. Like a pro. <laughs> Amy <laughs> Donald. I, I'm becoming. After, after 30 years, Boyd, I'm becoming. Uh, <laughs> uh, fantastic. Amy Donaldson, she's the host of the KSL podcast, The Letter. It's This is one you need to check out and just listen to. Uh, hard, heart-wrenching, heartwarming uh, all the things that we need in the world today. And as Amy just said so powerfully, uh, we need each other and we need that interconnectedness uh, that we've lost in so many ways, whether it's, it is through our technology or whether it's through the pandemic and, and just the race and chase of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a reason for us to slow down. And this is one of those things worth slowing down. Put it on your list. The podcast is called The Letter. Amy Donaldson's extraordinary as always. Uh, Amy, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. All right, that wraps up hour number one of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. We're going to step aside for top of the hour news. When we come back, we're going to introduce you to a new index. It's not polling, it's not economic index, it's the dignity index. You don't want to miss this. Stick around. We'll be right back. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up, they pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.